You're listening to The Riff, a podcast where Matt Black sits down between sessions to chat about industry happenings and creative musings. On this episode, we chat about social media channels, how they're all starting to have the same functions, and how we should move forward as they evolve. Welcome to Sessions, a podcast by the creators of The Shapeshift Report and Matt Black. We are here today to riff on the homogenization of social media. This is, and I will say, I gave Chelsea that word, so don't blame her for my lame science word. Yeah, I was, t- I was trying to call it the polygamy. The polygamy of social <laughs> media. Put, I, I, I think, uh, put plainly why all social channels are now making the same damn features as other social channels. Yeah, so being uh, an agency that started uh, focusing primarily just in the social media space, um, and, and thankfully kind of evolving above and beyond it because it is, uh, as many of you know, a very challenging space to market. Um, we're just kind of constantly fascinated by the release of new features and, um, new capabilities within yeah. these networks that yeah. seem to be the same. And this is brought on yesterday by the release of collections from Instagram, which is in effect Pinterest or you can uh, Pinterest boards. So now what you can do, you, you they just came out with bookmarking posts. Was that a few months ago? Yeah, a few months, three, four yeah, months ago. Three, three or four months ago that you could save a post, which is great. And now you're going to be able to organize those individual posts into private collections that you could like cat videos Flowers. I'm trying to think of other things that you would. Coffee picks. Coffee picks. Latte art. Yeah. Um, we use Pinterest a lot. Actually, we use Pinterest mostly privately. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's, there's very specific strategies to social networks in general. Um, you know, Facebook is pay to play. Instagram is culture and lifestyle. Pinterest is a place for sourcing content ideas and saving them in kind of a unified way. It's certainly a platform um, that is very SEO driven, but it's one that we use internally a lot to um, really kind of wrap a bow around our ideas. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's a campaign or something to do with something more technical, we're still always kind of inspired by visuals. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest way to make a, make a quick mood board to share inspiration uh, as it comes throughout the day. So I think if you pull this back to Instagram coming out with collections, they're private for now, but if we're all like just took the most obvious logical step, you are eventually going to be able to see like sage collections by other other individuals, maybe on the discovery feed. Maybe it's something that you can share at a moment, a new photo that you're saving to one of them. And then you're, someone's able to dive further into that Mm -hmm. collection, which if then I'm a, influencer i'm going to build a bunch of like 10 spring essentials and get 10 different brands to pay me 10 different small amounts to put their dress in there have like individual affiliate links on each of those things that would be my guess instagram's also rolling out on top of that um the the, um shop inside the platform like shopping directly on the platform the pricing for beauty brands across the u.s which is going to come out soon too so that's it so i think those two things could be linked in some ways but yeah that's i feel like that's what's coming and certainly when you think about um the analytics behind that right now bookmarks are entirely private collections will be entirely private 
But when they do come public, it's a whole nother stream of insight and data that can be pulled into, you know, a brand's evaluation of the success of social and content in general. But also you can't help but wonder if um, those bookmarks are being tracked by Instagram and then affects the weight of your content in general. If they see a bunch of people bookmarking it they might weigh that as a heavy piece of content and therefore you're, you know, superseding the algorithm. I certainly bookmark a lot of images that I may not actually like or comment on. I've always been a self-professed social media looky-loo, even though I do social media marketing to some extent. (laughs) I I haven't posted on Instagram in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a really interesting thing, but you know, to kind of piggyback off that, then you have Facebook launching stories, which essentially is Instagram stories, which, which essentially is, <laughs> which is essentially Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> yes. So yeah. it's a really interesting dynamic and one that, you know, I think every time these kind of news launches hit the interwebs, it's kind of a bit of an up in arms moment where you're like, Ugh, really? Like, yeah. are you really going to post stories on Instagram and then post stories on Facebook and then also hop on Snapchat? I mean, it's unrealistic, but if you really look at it, from a demographic standpoint, now, I mean, not to be cliche about it, but, you know, if you look at who's most actively using Facebook Messenger, it's um, the youth or it's like the elders. So, you know, (laughs) this is a way for them to be taking advantage. They probably know, like, those are the audiences that are going to take advantage of this that aren't taking advantage of it on Instagram. For sure. And same way they put out, like, sticker packs and things like that. But so for you, Chelsea, what is, like, are eventually all social networks going to be able to do everything? And Or is there always going to be something differentiated? Like, I don't know. I'm curious as to, like, at what point are they either going to stop copying each other's features or just have all the same features? And what's that mean for all of us who have three to seven unique social media accounts? I think that's kind of the million-dollar question right now. I think uh, to some extent, one will never actually be the other. And so even if there are similar features, there is varied audiences that are going to take advantage of those features at any given time. Um, certainly Facebook launched, you know, 360 video or kind of that VR video quite a while ago. It's not heavily used on the platform, but Snapchat has just announced a launch of VR. Yeah. They're doing the, um, augmented, uh, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, I think we always kind of just like define it in our own way, but you have different filters that are actually VR where you can then like move around the object that's in the filter. Um, so the one that they like advertised was like this rainbow that you can set somewhere. And then as you move, um, as you're recording and you move, the rainbow actually stays facing the way that you set it and it stays on the object you set it on. So if you set it on a table, you can back away from it, go towards it, go around it, and it's always going to stay on that table. Right. And so as far as the camera's concerned, that thing is actually there. Yeah. Right. And it treats it like it's there. And so, I mean, I, I think we deal, we, we wrestle with this question all the time, but at the end of the day, it's something I feel like you and I have talked about before is like, it's going to be an ecosystem. Like, you don't just have one car company, right? There aren't, it's not just like, what's the best car? Oh, Camry. So everyone drives a Camry and it's not like, oh, what's the best television station, right? Every station has sports and reality shows and game shows and a drama about like a cold case. Like there, 
you pick what you relate to and you go that direction. So I, I don't know if the question's always like, you know, is Twitter going to die? Is Snapchat going to be able to keep up? Is Facebook, like, are people going to get sick of Facebook? I mean, I feel like two years ago, we were talking about the fact that like no one was going to be on Facebook anymore. And now it's like, oh my gosh, with Instagram taking Snapchat's features, is Snapchat going to be around anymore? I mean, I, I, I don't profess to know, but I assume... Um, I, I assume they're all going to find their own way and with their own audience. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's kind of like the main beat is just figuring out what what's your jam, cultivate that community, focus on building audience there, focus on curating the kind of content that lives best in those environments and and own it. But ultimately... If you want to make money, you got to be on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. most kind of direct and linear way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a fascinating thing and um, certainly has its uh, pros and cons across the board. Yeah. As soon as like if Facebook or Instagram introduces a face swap, I'll freak out. But <laughs> <laughs> but but apart from that, I, I think everyone's always going to bite uh, on each other's features. So I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us for another riff and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.